Welcome into the November 7th episode of the Locked on Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DeStefano with Dave Morissuti. The Leafs roll through their daunting weekend back-to-back with not one, but two victories this weekend. It did come at a cost, though, with Ilya Samsonov getting injured in the process. We'll break down those games, give you our three stars of the weekend, and get you an update on the goalie situation in Toronto. All that and more coming up on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us up on video on YouTube. Just search up Lockdown Leafs, hit subscribe and uh, catch new content that we put out each and every day, Monday through Friday, all Leafs, all the time. And Dave, what a weekend that was for the Maple Leafs. We were going into it thinking, oh man, what are we going to see? They had to go and play the hottest team in the league in the Boston Bruins. Oh, that's a win, 2-1. Now they got to go on the road and play another one of the league's top squads in the Carolina Hurricanes through travel, 5 o'clock start. Injured goaltender the night before. What happens? They gut it through and get the victory. Toronto picks up a four of a possible four points uh, this weekend. I mean, just give me your straight-up thoughts on on the Leafs this weekend, Dave. They over-exceeded expectations. That's pretty much it. We we were gonna we were basically saying eh, if they 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 even if they lose they lose respectfully. Like that that'd be fine. And the Leafs are just like uh, hold my beer. I will. We will go out and we'll get to. I think the that's most- the thing. That's the thing with yeah. this team. Like the week before, they're losing to San Jose and Anaheim and L.A. and and, and Arizona, Montreal, and then they go out and they beat the best two teams in the in the National Hockey League. Yeah, like that's so Leafs of them. So Leafs of them to play down to their opponent and then play up to their opponent and come to play and get ready to go and come away with a full four out of four points. Yeah, it, it, this is this is probably how this Leafs team is going to be this year. It's going to be unpredictable. Yeah, we're we're constantly thinking of new slogans for this team. We're just going to have one word to describe this team: unpredictable. And I hate that so much. Oh yeah. Oh, like it's that, the worst. Well, that's how we're like the fan base is going to end up with. Like we're just going to be on a roller coaster the whole season. It's gonna. It's going to suck. All right, let's break these games down a little bit. Um, The Boston game, a little bit different, a little more of a controlling victory. Like they came to play and um, Austin Matthews ends up with a couple of goals and uh, the goaltending held up. You had Samsonov, who was playing great up until the injury. Uh, Then he did not return for the third period. It was Eric Schalgren who turned aside seven out of uh, seven saves. But what I thought was was great was just how it seemed like they really seemed to control the game. Um, and it may have been, if not one of the best efforts we've seen the Maple Leafs have this season. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you see how the penalty kill stepped up, when you see them blocking shots, like Mark Giordano. Oh, Mr. Vesna. Yeah. Like, how many times he, like, I thought he was going to pull something when he, when he, when he had to, like, you know, scissor and, you know, get himself in the way of the shot. But this is a team that, like, these are the efforts you need to have if you're going to go far in the playoffs. You need to start doing these things more. I like that they're doing it against these top teams. Now, let's let's try to replicate that against the lesser teams. Like, it, it, yeah. this is just proof that they can do this, right? They can hold a 3-1 lead. They can hold a 2-1 lead. Like, that 2-1 lead, I know probably a lot of people were like, eh, a little concerned. But to see... Well, especially people, when Shogren and Net, not Samsonov. Yeah, exactly. But to see them with the... De- like, putting in the work and dedication to hold that lead, block shots, make it tough to get to those second chances. I think that was the big one. Not making sure that the Bruins and and even the Hurricanes, not getting too many of those second opportunities that could be brack breakers. And that was, I think, the difference in this weekend, especially in that Boston game. Like, the only goal you allowed is on a penalty shot. Yeah. Really? Like, you could not have asked for a better defensive effort than that, except for the Brody, you know, allowing the penalty shot to happen in the first place but well yeah i suppose but i mean you just you said it, it, it you that's exactly what you want to see it was a terrific defensive effort i mean you had justin hall out there blocking shots playing some key minutes playing some decent hockey um timothy lilligren came in played his first uh first couple of games this weekend i thought he was actually really good in the game against boston a somewhat it, got injured or shaken up. Uh, he got a little stinger, I guess, on the the one goal that Carolina did score that kind of didn't allow him to tie up decent in front of the net, which led to him scoring his goal. But again, yeah, that's a, a little stinger he took, I suppose. So no, I'm not too worried about that. So I thought that like, the defense actually, you're right, did play extremely well. And I think if Timothy Lilligren could come in and just round out that top four in a way where you got a right-hand shot, you feel comfortable can play with Riley um, in 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 most situations at least, and then you can allow Justin Hall to have the babysitter and TJ Brody with him, who just makes everybody he plays with so calm, so steady. And now you've got a decent top four. When you got your your top four playing some good defense, you've got Geo and Sandine as as a great depth third pair. You've got the buy-in from the forwards, which is something that we also saw, like Austin Matthews, the William Elander, Mitch Marner, um, all the way down to to Kerfoot, Bunting, you know, Angball, and uh, Camp, Mulgan, who we'll speak a lot about in a couple of minutes. Those guys all buying in defensively and helping out, and it was really a a uh, like a, just a team effort, like, and that's what it needs to be against these top tier squads. It's got to be team efforts if you want to you know hunker down and, and get these wins because that's what Boston does. That's what Carolina does. That's what Vegas does, right? They're fully connected. It's not just the blue liners that are relied upon defensively. It's a five-man unit. The forwards got to come help and support as well. And I thought that they finally were doing that this weekend, um, not only in Boston, but in Carolina too. I thought that they they didn't give up a whole lot. Um, like they didn't control play as much in Carolina, but they also you know kept them to the perimeter for, for most of the game, I would say. They didn't get a whole lot, a lot of, point shots a lot of shots come from the outside they look like 
they, they look like what Toronto looked like when they played the bad teams, realistically, right? They didn't allow the dangerous guys to get into a lot of the dangerous areas. So uh, I thought that defensively, this was definitely a, uh, a good sign of, you know, some buy-in starting to take place here, whether, it, you know, this is here to stay. I don't know. Hopefully it is because there's another tough task against Vegas at home on Tuesday. But uh, I thought that it was, it was definitely a really solid weekend and a momentum builder. Now they've got three wins in a row and they're feeling good with a couple of statement wins, right? A, a real statement win against Boston, then a gutsy win to kind of claw out of it. I, I, I thought that Shalgren played really well in Carolina. The one goal that he allowed was a bit of a, a crap goal that he definitely wouldn't want back. But he more than made up for it with some big saves in that game too couple of solid stops so um i thought overall it was a, a really good and really encouraging weekend for the toronto maple leafs after what was a dicey two weeks or so yeah well and you and the, you can even lump the philadelphia game into that right you yeah. saw the offensive breakout against a not so great team and you saw real two really good defensive efforts i think you know with the forge too like making those little plays and making them at like the right times, right? To break up a guy who's open in the slot for an opportunity and the Ford's there to to catch him. Like those were things that were not happening before, right? Mm-hmm. Defensive zone coverage was a disaster for especially during that California road trip. Like there was you could tell there was more of a they were paying attention to those little details. Yeah. And then when you do the right things on the defensive side, it leads to chances offensively, right? And um like that, those are things you have to. They they're gonna have to do more of, right? They gotta be, especially when you have a backup goaltender in that. You gotta show that commitment to wanting to support him, and not letting you know, not letting people believe that they can't trust the backup goaltender, or in this case, the third string goaltender, to step in, right? I know there's not a lot of confidence in Eric Schalkren, but I'll have more confidence in him if the rest of the team is putting in the effort defensively. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get you guys an update on the goalie situation in just a moment. But first, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors, and that's Simply Safe. Uh, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and packages have spiked nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season simply safe was named the best home security system in 2022 by us news and world report a third year in a row in an emergency 24 7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real so you can get priority police response uh with the top rated simply safe app stay in complete control of your system anytime anywhere arm or disarm unlock for a guest access your cameras or adjust the settings don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system i recommend get 50 percent off any new simply safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on nhl today this is their biggest discount of the year so do not wait that's simplysafe.com slash locked on nhl there's no safe like simply safe Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with David Morissuti. Uh, if you haven't already and you're, if you're a first-time listener here, we'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed what we've uh, chatted about already. And if you are a Leafs fan and you crave that daily Leafs content, 
That's where you get it, right here, Locked On Leafs, either via podcast or also up on YouTube as well. Um, and you can also join the Discord. We had a bunch of people, actually, after the last episode we talked about it, reach out, wanted to join the Discord. So, you know, the Discord family got uh, got a little larger over the weekend as well. So we'll put that in the description, both in the podcast and on YouTube as well, if you want to join our uh, Discord and get uh, get in on all the conversations and fun with, with a bunch of massive Leaf fans is really all it is. Just a big chat room with a bunch of massive Leaf fans. Uh, all right, so... Let's um before we get to well that's my <laughs> whoopsies. Uh before we get into the injury updates, I guess to Ilya Samsonov, let's do our three stars of the weekend and then we can get to uh the, the goaltending situation. So uh Dave, do you have a third star of the weekend? So we'll com- we'll combine both games as yeah. uh, as our third three stars. Uh third star, uh I'm gonna go with Justin Hall. Okay, a little respect to Jay Halsey. I like it. Let's go. Look, I'm if I'm the, I'm not anything if not fair. Okay, we have been very critical of his play when the Leafs have not been good. That doesn't mean we can't highlight when he has been good. That's yep. what we're fair on this podcast. Yes, most of the time. Um, like he he he. I I got you can even say because he has T.J. Brody there has helped him. But then that means he's doing the right things and the puck's not going in the net as much when he's on the ice. That is a positive. The Leafs need that, right? I know people are expe- are wanting a trade to happen. That doesn't mean that we don't want a trade to happen involving Justin Hall. That's not what we're saying. It's just the options are very limited right now. They got to make it work, and it's working right now. How long that will, that will continue, that remains to be seen. But I will give him the benefit of the doubt after what I saw this weekend, two tough opponents, especially on the penalty kill. Yeah. Like the least penalty kill has not been very good. And it was really bad on the road on that road trip. It, it's, it was pretty good over this, uh, this last stretch of games. So I'm going to give Justin Hall a little bit of credit for that. Cause he plays a big part of that. Yeah. I, I I'd love to get some credit too, because he was, he was really, really good uh, this weekend, but um, <clears throat> the last three games in particular, Particular. I saw Scott Wheeler toss out these statistics, but the last three games since being uh, on a on a pair with TJ Brody, the babysitter, as we like to call him, on Leafs lunch, because no matter who's with him, they always calm him down, right? He's the babysitter out there. Uh, but over 21 minutes of ice time, he's got an apple, and he, five on five on the on the ice for uh, 58% of the shots on the ice for 83% of the goals that are scored when he's out there on the ice, five goals for only one against in the last three games. And then nine defensive zone starts, which is a team high um, compared to just six ozone starts. So uh, he's being relied on defensively. Uh, he's jumping up into the offensive end a little bit. I mean, he's really the reason why the Leafs scored. Uh, was it the first goal last night? The one where he pinched up along the wall, Engvall, um, yeah, I think it would have been the first goal. I guess the one they got from Angball. So he was uh, he was a big reason for that team uh, getting into it and having some success this weekend for sure. Um, I wanted to give some love on my third line, my third uh, star to the fourth line. Like I just I, I got to give it to the fourth line in general. I thought that they were fantastic. Dennis Mulgan is really starting to carve out a nice role with this club uh, on the fourth line, which is funny because we had. Many conversations we had about Dennis Mulligan this season were 
He's top six or bust. Top six or bust. He's either going to play on that second line or he's going to go down to the minors. Like that fourth line is going to have to have a defensive identity and he just won't fit what they're trying to do. Well, they tried that offensive identity and it did not work, right? Abe Kubel and David Camp and Zach Aston Race, they were supposed to be this team, this, this trio that could rely on defensively in their own zone. You just basically hand them in their own zone and they'd be able to, to make it work was not the case they were brutal they were hemmed in the whole time and nobody could had the skill really to transport the puck out of their zone and into the offensive end to turn defense into offense since putting Jen dennis morgan on that uh, on that flank over the past couple of games he's really been a solid addition to that bottom six into that 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 fourth line in particular um he's got the speed the skill little tenacity like he works hard and and to me the there was kind of a, a so the TSN turning point. We'll say this, and yesterday's game to me was um, Sheldon Keith kind of switching up the line. So I'll give an honorable mention to Sheldon Keith also as a, a, a star this weekend. But him juggling the lines, right? And then they finally got going. The big boys got going. But there was one shift in particular. Like as that was happening, he kept the fourth line intact. So every all the the top nine, they all got juggled up. But the fourth line he kept intact purpose, purposely because how well they were playing. And it was the fourth line that had a shift where they applied some really good pressure in that game against Carolina with about five or so minutes to go in the second. And it was Dennis Balgan who like had a couple of really good chances, really good looks. And uh, from there, they ended up getting a, a stoppage in the offensive end on, on came Austin Matthews. And then boom, all you know is, is there's two, three, four good shifts wave after wave after that. So um one to give a shout out to that line. I thought that they've been uh they were outstanding um on, on both ends of the ice. Like they had zero offensive starts in the game, that fourth line. Zero offensive starts. And they ended up out shooting the opposition nine to two last night, four to one in high danger chances, a 72 expected goals rating. And uh yeah, Mulgan led the team with five shots on net in yesterday's game. So uh, definitely got to give a shout out and, and some third star honors to the fourth line. Yeah. And they've, they, they, we've, they've been trying to find the right combination and like, they need to stick with this. I know some people were wondering why Dennis Morgan didn't get moved up. When you have that fourth line working for you, don't change that. You can make the other lines kind of work by moving things around that, that fourth line. And you have a line in the game. They still won the game. Exactly, right? So if they I, lose, there may be a bit more of a conversation about, hey, you should have done this. Yeah. But they won, so you don't have to have that conversation. You don't have to have that conversation, not at all. And, yeah, I know. I, I just like the the balance, right? Like, Dennis Malgan is doing somewhat what I thought Nicholas Albe-Kubel would do, but obviously Malgan's got more of the offensive instincts that Kubel did not have, and – He's he's got the confidence. He's playing with confidence, and that's the, he's they got to do whatever they can to keep that confidence high. So, uh, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from that fourth line. And for those who missed it, Nicolas Abe Kubel was actually claimed off of waivers by the Washington Capitals, which uh, ended up opening up a contract slot, which was very quickly filled for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Also, who that guy is. But first, Dave, your second star of the weekend. I got to give it to Eric Schalgren. Yeah. Like the, the Leafs, he was put in that really tough situation against Boston. Didn't allow a goal. Sure. There were some nervous moments, 
but you're going to have that when the Bruins are pressing to get that equalizer. And he, he stood tall and then against Carolina, like the Leafs for that first, well, I say half of the game were being outplayed in terms of chances. They, they did not, they could not muster up much offense. So Shagrin had to keep them in it. And there were some very tough point blank saves that he had to make. Yeah. And, you know, I know it didn't go well for him in the last few games. Like I saw the graphic they put up on hockey night in Canada when they're like, Ilya Samsonov and then like the other options like Murray and and Chauvin, which yeah sample size was very small when they put that up like I understand why they had to do that but like I'm glad that Chauvin was kind of able to you know come in you know knowing that you're going to be the guy in that Carolina game probably helped a little bit too you know not just throwing them throwing them under the bus a little bit there but and I thought the Leafs did a good job you know of, of of eliminating those second chances so that he wasn't gonna be put out of position. There's still work to be done, and I, you know, for him, especially if he's got to be the guy moving forward uh, for the next little bit. But uh, when you put up a performance like that against Carolina, who are a very tough team to beat, he definitely deserves a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are two of the top scoring teams in the in the NHL. And uh, he stopped 35 or 36 shots on the weekend. I actually gave him first star honors. He was a first star for me this weekend. Picked up four points out of possible four points and in a tough fashion, right? Like he knew he was going to play the Carolina game regardless, just because it was the back-to-back. But having to come in in the third period with a 2-1 lead and being able to hunker down, hold it, and get the victory against the top offense in the NHL, in the Boston Bruins, um, for me, that's why he earned first star honors. Uh, but my second star, who I'm assuming maybe was your first star, was uh, Austin Matthews, who ended up getting a couple of Genos. Um, well, both the goals in the in the Boston game to, uh, to to get the victory. The reason why I'm at, at at number two is just because the Carolina game, he didn't register a single shot on goal in that Carolina game, mm-hmm. which is kind of oh. wild to me. It's wild, but I saw really good defensive efforts. No, no, for sure. Well, I, I didn't say play bad. Oh, no. He didn't register a shot on goal, and that's not Austin-esque, really. Um, and, like, the big boys didn't get, get it going until the big switch up, right, realistically. Um, and then, like, Matthews, or uh, he ended up getting that really nice play from Marner to set up Tavares for that goal which is really awesome. Um, but Matthews, I felt the game against Boston, dynamite, elite play, both both ends of the ice, showed that 200-foot game. And then last night against Carolina, there was you know just a little more to be desired offensively. Defensively, for sure, he was totally in the mix the entire time, back-checking hard, um, breaking up opportunities, breaking up plays. And that's what you need to see out of Austin Matthews, right? Just kind of that sneaky stick that he has and, and and have it be very active in the defensive zone uh, and in the offensive zone too, just by like knocking pucks down and whatnot. Um, but I, I, I gave him the number two. Uh, you give me the sell job, why he should be the number one. Dave. Well, the two goals he got against Boston, right? He was the reason why they, other than Shogren keeping the Bruins off the score sheet, he was the reason why they won that game. You know, he was off putting himself in a, you know, until the Carolina game, he had a goal streak going. Like he's starting to, starting to see the Austin Matthews that we were expecting to see this season starting to come back. He's not fully there yet, but he, he's showing signs of coming out of his early season slump. 
And yeah, I thought defensively too, he was making the plays that he needed to make. You know, like if you're not going to be, if you're not going to have an impact on the offense, you got to do it on the defensive side of the game. And that's what Austin Matthews did, I think, against Carolina. Um, I thought it was interesting that they made the switch, but I mean, considering where the game was going, I'm glad Sheldon Keith did it kind of early in the game and didn't wait too long to just kind of throw the lines in a blender because sometimes it can look like desperation. But when you do it a little bit earlier, it kind of you give it a chance to see if if something can actually come out of it. And I and I like that it didn't impact things too much when he made that change. But I thought Austin Matthews, we're starting to see you know when he with Tavares playing so well, and now Austin Matthews starting to get going. That that makes the, that should give a lot of Leafs fans confidence because before it was really only one of them kind of stirring the drink. Now you got two of them. Mm-hmm. That, that's very deadly right now. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. All right, so those are the three stars of the weekend. Um, and the reason why Shogren had a chance to be a star is because of the injury to either Samsonov. Let's take a quick break and we get back. Let's detail exactly what happened and what the fallout is and what the team or what it means for the team going forward. I'll be right back here on the Lockdown Lease Podcast. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We are hosts here at Locked On Leafs Toronto with a couple of big victories against the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. They've got the Vegas Golden Knights in town tomorrow. So a really tough stretch. And so far they are two for two, hoping to go three for three, but won't be doing it with their quasi number one goalie in Ilya Samsonov uh, for the next week or so. He was injured in the Boston game. Uh, reports are that he heard it during the penalty shot, if I'm not, uh, if, if I recall correctly. And he was, it was a really weird angle that he took in the penalty shot, I guess. Like, I don't know if his leg got caught under him when he tried to go back and make the stop, but it looked painful and then ended up not returning for the third period. They classified as a knee injury and he was placed on the injured reserve lift, which means he'll miss, uh, at least a week. So he won't be back with the team for uh, at least a week until next Sunday, I guess. you got to spend seven days on IR before you can get back into a game. So that's the update on Ilya Samsonov, where hopefully he is able to come back as soon as possible because he was playing, I mean, some really sound hockey this season for the Maple Leafs. And considering that, like, Matt Murray also injured, we're now down to Eric Schalgren as the starting goaltender for the time being, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've been there, right? That happened last year when Mrazk and Campbell went down. Shogren had to carry the load for a little bit. So it's not a completely unfamiliar territory for him, but certainly not ideal for uh, for the Maple Leafs, a team looking to go on a bit of a run here and maybe win themselves a, a, a Stanley Cup. But um, with that, Eric Shogren becomes the guy. Uh, but they were in a situation last night where – because of all the injuries to Samsonov, Matt Murray, Justin, uh, or Justin Hall, Joseph Wall, um, and then Dennis Hildeby, who was on loan in Sweden, they had no more goaltenders. No more goaltenders. So thankfully, Nicholas Abe Kubel gets claimed off waivers on Friday, and that opens up a contract slot for them, which they probably weren't thinking about signing Keith Petrozilli to the deal nope. um, so quickly. And, 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 you know, he shall to keep alluded to that said, yeah, this probably, you know, we may have signed it, but this sped up the process. 
but anyway, so Keith Petrozilli ends up signing a, a two-year entry-level deal with the Maple Leafs. He had been on a uh, AHL deal um, with the Marlies this season, playing really, really well, by the way, like a 231 um, goals against and and uh, like a 930 save percentage, 6-0 and record with the Marlies. So he'd been playing some sound hockey. He gets called up. He gets to back up Eric Schalgren uh, in the meantime uh, while Samsonov and, and Murray work back for from their injuries. But I did also see that Matt Murray resuming skating with the team tomorrow, Sheldon Keefe said. And he his return could also be on the horizon. Works out. Uh, that just is funny how that. Oh, oh, we need you now. Oh, okay. Now, okay. So I'm ready to come back now. Yeah, now you're ready to come back. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because last week. He yeah. said, I don't see him come back anytime soon. And now all of a sudden, Sheldon Keefe's like, oh, yeah, he, he should be ready to come back pretty soon. He's going to start skating again with the team on Tuesday. Kind of yeah. funny how that worked out. Huh? It's, always, it's always curious how that works. And it also helps that Jake Munson's on LTIR. Yeah. So they're not exactly in the salary cap crunch right true. now. Very true. But um, when I saw that Nicholas Albekubo was placed on waivers, I know a lot of people were like, ah, he's going to get claimed. I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to get claimed. And when I saw Washington clear, I'm like, that actually does the Leafs a big favor. Massive favor. The salary cap, because the Leafs could have buried all that in the minors. It well, was they were looking back. they were looking to trade him regardless, yes. right? Like they wanted to trade him away. Apparently, like I was speaking with Chris Johnston uh Friday on Leafs lunch, and and they like Kyle Dubas sent out a memo to the whole league saying, Hey, this guy's available for literally anything. And I guess no one just take them, take them off, take our, them off our hands. We really, I think they just wanted to have that contract slot if they weren't going to play him. Um, so, so just take them off our hands. Nobody bit. So they put him down on waivers and Washington, who I think earlier that day or maybe the day before got the news about Connor Brown was going to be out for the rest of the season. So they're like, you know what? Let's go out and get a, a, a winger, a depth winger. So they pick him up, claim him. They had the space. And yeah, it, it did Toronto a massive favor by opening up a contract slot, which was the only reason why they were able to bring in uh, Keith Petrozelli. Did you see the video that came out after he when he is signed? I did. It's pretty great. Do you want to let's? Do you want to play it for the folks? Hopefully, I got sure. it queued up here. It was. Sure. I I love these moments when players and teams kind of let them know, and they do it in such a classy way. So this was. Uh, this was just literally like I guess the Marlies had played, yeah. And they're in Belleville. The news had came out like obviously we found out the news after the Leaf game, but it seemed like when Samsonov went down, like Kyle Dubas was on the phone with with Pedruzzelli's agent, like yeah. So uh, that NHL contract, we'll sign him now. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely sign that deal right now. All right. So this was uh, this was. Um, the new when Petruzzelli when when the news got out to the team. So here we'll play this right now. Uh, we talk to you guys all the time about a three-tier development system. We talk to you guys all the time about coming here, getting better, and growing, improving, and good things will happen. Uh, unfortunately, this is hot. Sometimes injuries happen. Uh, and tonight they did. Uh, so uh, tonight, uh, Keith Petruzzelli is going to sign an NHL contract. Like he looks like a good cover. <laughs> uh, 
Doesn't just, he just look like a goaltender? Like he's just so oh. tall and lanky. He's like oh, six I'm, foot six. He's a big boy. Like the Leafs are now. Like the Leafs have made that a point to get these big goaltenders. And yeah, Hildebee's a big dude too. Yeah, like they got some. They got some big boys in this system, but. I, I, I just love those moments because like I've heard a lot about Keith Petruzzelli just from like, you know, when they brought him in last year. And then if you recall, he was one, when we did the top five players were excited to watch in, in, in uh, the prospects camp. Yeah. He was on my list of one of the guys I was excited mm-hmm. to watch. I thought, you know, he's probably the best goaltender at that camp. Um, and and he, I just liked his story. I liked the way he played when he was at Quinnipiac. And um, I was shocked that he hadn't, gotten an offer like an actual offer from an nhl club outside of ahl deals and uh it's nice to see kind of all that hard work pay off for the kid and now he's signed to an nhl deal and in the nhl like the guy i think he had six american league starts in his entire career maybe no i think he had a couple last year too but like maybe less than 10 american league starts and all of a sudden now he's got a backup uh eric shogren in the national hockey league for the historic toronto maple Leafs franchise just a cool story oh it's a it's a great story whether he we'll see if whether he gets in the leafs do have they play three games this week they have a back-to-back friday saturday against pittsburgh and vancouver two teams that have been struggling this season i must say yeah Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they divvy that up do they go i mean likely shalgren goes against vegas on tuesday yeah and then maybe maybe Friday we could see the the NHL debut of Keith Petruzzelli. It's you know like I think you, it'll depend. It'll depend, I guess, on on Matt Murray. If Matt Murray. Murray's ready to go by the weekend. I'm, he'll probably get one of those starts. I I don't know if that's the case. I'll, I'll, I just know that you know from hearing Sheldon Keith speak, um, his update was that he's going to start practicing with the team on Tuesday, and once he's uh, ready and feels like he is in shape like in game shape he should be ready to go so i guess the injury is fine it's now just a matter of getting back up to speed and back into game shape that's going to be um the what we're waiting on for uh for matt murray so we'll see what happens there um who ends up starting those games but i'm 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 you know it's like samsonov's injury when i first saw it i was like oh ew, here we go and Chagrin coming in, wins that third period, wins a game against Carolina. I still think Toronto's in a little bit of a, a situation, obviously, with the goaltending, but it's only going to be for a couple of games, I think. Uh, I hope. I really, really hope that is. And if that's the case, if the team just buys in defensively the way that they did this weekend and they play connected as a unit, um, they're a pretty good squad. And they should be able to win a lot of hockey games playing that way. And they're going to get a big test in the rematch against Vegas. Massive. Have been on a on a roll. I think what seven straight wins. Oh yeah, and one of them coming against the Leafs. Yep, yep. I mean, Boston won seven straight too. And then they ran into the Buzzsaw Maple Leafs. Leafs so. the streak killer. That's it. They're the streak killers. They are the streak killers. So we'll see if they can go three for three on what is maybe the most daunting three-game stretch of their season coming here in uh, in, in early November. But solid first uh, first couple of games, a solid weekend out of the Maple Leafs. It's good to see some guys 
Uh, some goals start to dropping, some players starting to find their footing, and uh, the goaltending can hold up until they get healthy. I think the team's in a pretty good spot. Uh, let's leave it there, Dave. Solid show today. A lot of fun. Uh, we'll get back at it tomorrow. We'll tee up the game against the Vegas Golden Knights because, uh, like you said, it's going to be a big one. Um, that'll do it for us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms to receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Uh, we'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.